0: Have you ever wondered what was going on between the ears of your crush? Ever wondered where things are going with the guy you're dating? Are you dissatisfied with your love life? Are you happily attached but still want to improve things? If so, you have come to the right place. I am proud to share with you that your search is over. You are now listening to... What is he thinking? What is he thinking?
1: What is he thinking?
0: The Dating and Relationship Podcast for the benefit of women from the perspective of men. And now, without further ado, your host, Alexander B. Stevens.
1: You are now listening to the Authentic Male Perspective on Dating and Relationships. Season 2, Episode 11, Episode 33 overall. Lego. What's going on? This is Alexander B. Stevens, the host to the What Is He Thinking podcast. We have a brand new YouTube page. So if you're checking us out on YouTube, thank you. But don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Hit that notification bell after you subscribe so you know when the next episode drops. If you're listening to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, then I would like it if you checked out our YouTube page. Just search for What I See He Thinking on YouTube and you'll see a list of results that are nonsense. That's because YouTube thinks you misspelled something, but you didn't misspell anything. So just click at the top, the proper spelling that you want to search, and then my page will pop right up. And you can listen to this episode there and check out all sorts of other type content that might not be available on your podcast hosting platform. Today is another Ask Alex episode, and I, once again, have recruited the assistance of Jay Taylor to help me tag team these questions so we can make sure you ladies have the most thorough, accurate answer possible for the questions that you have been sending in. So without any further delay, we're going to hop right back in to our Q&A Ask Alex session with Jay Taylor and yours truly. All right, here we go. Next question.
0: Girl, you better ask Alex. Alex, I got a question for you. I've been kicking it with this dude for over a year. I've been loyal. I've been treating him right. Loving, caring. I'm not a burden on him. I make my own coin. I'm independent. But he still hasn't put a title on the relationship. What's the holdup? I'm just... I'm curious, should I stick this out or should I bounce?
1: Should she stick it out? Should she see what happens or should she get out of there, cut her losses and date some other men? What do you think about that, Mr. Taylor?
2: So help me out here. She said she'd been in the relationship for how many years?
1: Um, over a year. So I guess a year she'd been talking to him.
2: Oh, over a year. And so I think titles are important, but I also would wonder exactly what they mean by title. Like, are y'all just kicking it and you've never officially become boyfriend and girlfriend? Or are you saying you guys have dated officially and there doesn't seem to be any progression, like trying to move into something more so. If you've been dating somebody a year and you guys aren't officially boyfriend and girlfriend, I don't know <laughs> if you will ever be boyfriend and girlfriend. So I mean, wiseen up and look at what's happening around you. I don't have to be slapped in the face twice and now I got slapped the first time. So I mean, it's just, that's kind of obvious to me. If you think also that you're doing everything right and this relationship is not progressing, one, that person is in it for the wrong reasons, whether that just be sex or they just like kicking it with you but never really see anything more from you. Or two, you are lying to yourself and you are not doing all these right things that you're claiming like this great partner or whatever. And maybe you are, but not for that person. So that it has to kind of fall in those areas to me. What are you thinking?
1: Lying to yourself or the other person is in it for themselves and doesn't really care about you. Yep. That sounds good. Uh, What do I have to say on this? I don't really have an opinion. (laughs) Alexander doesn't have an opinion. (laughs) That was funny, wasn't it? I don't have an opinion. I'm gonna have a podcast and no opinion. That's ridiculous. So how can you date somebody for a year and there not be a title? Like what could the holdup be? Well, it could be a physical thing. That could be the holdup. In general, Men evaluate women initially on a "yes, I'd smash" or "no, I wouldn't" type of one-zero type of valuation. Yeses get hollered at, noes don't. But then, once we get beyond that, there's an evaluation on how attractive she is. Yes, I'd do something with her in secret, and I don't want nobody to know about it. So these are the women that fours are not all that attractive, just attractive enough to get the blood rerouted, if you know what I mean. <laughs> 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 it is the next category. And I've kind of spoke on this before in the four levels of attraction. So if y'all want to go back to that podcast, you can check that out in more detail. But, you know, the next category is, yes, she's cute. I take her out in public and we definitely can do some things in the back room. But she's not attractive enough for me to like shut down all my other options and completely focus on her and make her my woman. Yep. Then, of course, you know, you got the category that most women want to be in. He's so attracted to you that he doesn't think he can do any better and he'll shut down. He'll put his blinders on, completely focus on you, claim you, give you the relationship you want. And you can be his trophy wife, but it's more than just a trophy. He's just so proud that y'all are together. So the holdup could be that you're not in that top category. (laughs) You're either in that secret lovers category (laughs) where you're like the reverse of dry cleaning, in by nine, out by five, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> You've never seen him in the sunlight. It could it could be that, or it could be he thinks you're cute and you're cool, but just not cute and cool enough to make him be monogamous. So- Can I interrupt you? Uh, absolutely, that's why you're here. I
2: think we need to have a special shout out for the reverse dry cleaning. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you like that? You like the reverse, it's not you turn it in by nine a.m. and get it by five, no. No, you get there, You know what I'm saying? At 5 p.m. and you're out of there at 9 a.m. You know what I'm saying? Because I got to go to work.
2: I've heard vampires. I've heard roaches. But reverse dry cleaning. That's a new one. (laughs) That's a new one.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. So, yeah, that's potential issue number one. Issue number two, it could be a bedroom chemistry issue. There's attraction, but y'all just don't really click in the bedroom. But you're a great person. He likes being around you. So he's kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place. He's kind of in no man's land with you because he likes being around you, but you don't all the way do it for him in the bedroom. Another reason could be there's a mental or a spiritual stimulation issue. Like you and the guy can have good conversation, but y'all don't connect on a deep level or intellectual level or spiritual level. It's somewhat superficial and shallow, somewhat. And the guy, instead of just ending things, he kind of keeps you around because I mean, truth be told, guys, most guys don't end things. They wait on you to end them because it's so hard to get something going with a woman that once you have something going with her, you don't want to just, you don't want to be the one to throw it away. If you could keep it at arm's distance, you're going to keep it at arm's distance. Would you agree with that?
2: Yes, I think you bring up an interesting point. And thinking back to being single, as a guy, you never want to give up your prospects. You hoard, you know what I'm saying? you like a dragon with gold. Somebody's going to have to come and steal that away before that dragon just like willingly gives it away. And I think in the same way, I never thought about it so succinctly, but yeah, you might have women in your life that are at a different level and they will never progress to that top tier that you talked about, but you're also not gonna kick them out, right? Because there's some benefit you gain from a relationship. I think the problem comes in when, again, communication, right? Like you're not being honest with this woman about something. We know good and well, like the type of people who will never be that for us. Just like women know a guy that she's never gonna sleep with, right? But she may let him take her on dates and fly her to these vacations and do whatever. Mm. And he's thinking, oh, like this is going somewhere for her. It's like, no, I'm here to have a good time. I may like you as a person, but we'll never sleep together. We'll never date. We'll never be anything. Yep. And then men do the same thing. I mean, so I think you either have a world where everybody's super honest with each other and then some people's feelings get hurt, but at least we all know. Or we live in the world that we live in, which is people kind of play whatever's advantageous for them. But men definitely. Yeah, it's... You're not trash enough for us to kick out. And it might not even be a sexual relationship, right? It could just be like that casual kick in it. We enjoy your company, but you're thinking it's gonna to lead to something more. Maybe for us it's not, but yeah, that's a good
1: point. Yep, I hear you on that. The last reason I had, besides the reason that you already listed, is basically like you could be doing everything right, like you claim to be doing everything right. And y'all could have a vibe, but he just isn't ready to be a one woman man. He's not ready to shut down all of his other options. He likes you and doesn't want to stop dealing with you, but he doesn't want to lose his freedom either. So if he never actually puts a label on the relationship, y'all are acting like boyfriend and girlfriend, but if he never actually claims you, and never actually says that, then he can never be called a cheater. You know what I mean? When he's dealing with some other woman or you catch him or doing something you don't want him doing. Like, so it's not about you as the woman. It's about him and where he is internally and where he is in his own life. Not all men approach and date women with the explicit desire for a long-term, lifelong, exclusive relationship. Some people make the mistake of thinking that everybody in the dating arena is looking for the same thing, and that's just not the case. So, in conclusion, Jay Taylor already said this with his first words, but I'll say it again. Should you stick around or should you bounce? You've been dating this guy for a year. you got no label. You need to get out of there. (laughs) Time is not on your side as a woman. And I'll talk about that more in later episodes. But yeah, you definitely need to bounce. Don't you agree? Yep. 100%. Skedaddle. (laughs) All right. Well, I guess it's time to move on to our next question.
0: Girl, you better ask Alex. Why do some men put the cool girl in their friend zone, but a woman they hardly know, they'll make her their girlfriend?
1: So why do some guys put the cool girl in the friend zone, but other girls, a new girl that's on the scene, she gets promoted to girlfriend quickly? Why does that happen?
2: Yeah, I mean, I'll jump in on this one first. I think this is one of the rare situations where men and women are not that different in terms of kind of how we handle that. The same reason a woman would put a guy in the friend zone who's the cool guy, the always around, always available one. And then this new mysterious person comes in and they get all the clout. It's the same thing. There's intrigue and mystery. And so somebody who's new, who is more of a chase, like that's fun. The homie you kick it with all the time is a homie you kick it with. Like there may not be anything that's exciting or catching your eye about them. Cause like y'all, y'all sit and y'all play PlayStation together. She's cool. Y'all talk on the phone about all kinds of issues. She's cool, but it's a different vibe that you're getting just starting off the whole relationship with this brand new person. And I think that goes back to if you are the cool chick, like if you're interested in one of your homies, I mean, it's 2022, you might take a L, but like speak up. And there's some guys who can't handle that or don't want the woman to kind of take the lead on stuff. But again, you either sit there in the background or you at least make it known in your the background then. So, I mean, At least you know. But yeah, I definitely think it's because that that new woman comes in and it's just like a whole different mentality and mindset when it comes to the relationship that you're kicking off with her versus this friend that's just been around.
1: Yeah, you made some good points there. I hear you on that. And it's better knowing than not knowing. So if you're attracted to a guy, you're confused why you've been friend zone. Speak up. In my opinion, you know, it's better to be associates or not friends anymore than to be in a fake friendship when you really want to be in a relationship. You know what I
2: mean? 100%.
1: So why does the cool girl get put into the friend zone? Well, I got a list because, you know, I like lists. (laughs) I was born in a grocery store, so I like lists. And number one, (laughs) the cool girl can get put in the friend zone because she ain't cute. You know what I'm saying? She's the cool girl, not the cute girl. So, you know, this this answer's not all that deep but it's real. (laughs) You know what I mean? She's the friend zone because she looks like my other friends, which are men. So (laughs) that bleeds into reason number two. The cool girl gets put in the friend zone because not only does she might look like my male friends, but she might act like them too. She's too masculine. I know the terms masculine and feminine can open up a controversial can of worms, but let's not get sidetracked by that. The bottom line is most men don't romantically like women that act masculine or act like men, because it reminds them of one of their male buddies. And that is not exactly what we need to get the blood pumping. So this is part of the reason why an overly career focused work 60 hours a week woman tend not to have the best love lives, but hey, I digress. The cool girl usually gets that label because she kind of acts like one of his fun, laid back male buddies. She doesn't really act like other women. So that's good in one aspect, and bad in another. So, reason number two, she gets friend zone because she's too masculine. Reason number three, she could get friend zone because he knows too much about her. A lot of relationships and bedroom interactions, they kind of start off after a few encounters, they start off with one or both parties kind of projecting their image of an ideal partner onto the other person. Before they actually know a whole lot about that other person. So they're overlooking flaws, red flags, and things the other person does that contradicts their ideal during these beginning stages. So, good point. If those first few impressions or interactions are A1, like when the honeymoon phase is over and people start learning more about each other and paying attention to the real, that's usually when relationships start to fall apart. That's why a lot of dating doesn't make it to relationships and a lot of relationships don't make it to one year. Because once you get past the ideal, you get past the projection, you start seeing the real. Anyway, the cool girl has made herself too familiar with the guy. He knows too much about her. He knows her flaws or weaknesses. That new girl, he doesn't know all of her flaws or weaknesses and he's in that projecting honeymoon phase where he can overlook them easier. So since only a very small percentage of people somebody meets would actually make a good long-term partner for them, the odds are that a man learning a lot about a woman before pursuing that woman romantically just gives him more reasons why he could think it wouldn't work. Because the curtain is gone. He's looking behind the curtain. He sees more flaws, more personality quirks and things of that nature. He's not blinded by beauty or the newness. So if he's known you for a few years and he knows that the last five guys you dated, you broke up with them for stupid reasons, or you like to get in stupid fights, or you have certain quirks that he can tolerate because y'all are only friends, but if you were his woman, he just wouldn't tolerate it at all. And he knows all these little things about you. He's just going to get to a point where I'm not even going to try because I know this isn't going to work. So that's my reason number three. What do you think about that? It's a little convoluted, but I kind of think it's good.
2: Yeah, no, I didn't really think about that at the outset, but it makes a lot of sense. I mean... I was alluding to this whole mystery of this new person, but I think you really attacked it head on in terms of what you know about the person. That's kind of what the question was about for the cool girl. It's like, you know too much. I mean, you think about the course of a relationship where you meet someone new. And like you said, those are things that you start to find out about them over the course of time, right? You're still caught up in all of the things that you're attracted to, that honeymoon phase. And like you said, this ideal. And as you get to know the person better, those flaws may come up, but you, you're still dealing with it because it's like, well, there's all this other positive stuff. And so then you find out something else, but it's like this whole balancing act. Whereas your home girl, you know all this stuff about her. You're, she's cool enough to be a friend with, but you knew all the baggage, you know all the negative stuff. So like when I jump into that now, knowing that I got to deal with all this stuff versus if it was kind of coming piece by piece, that makes a lot of sense.
1: Yep. Sometimes ignorance is bliss. <laughs> and the last reason that I thought of why a cool girl gets friends out um, why another girl can get promoted real quick is, since he knows you, he knows you're not really ready to settle down. (laughs) Or, since he knows himself, he knows he's not really ready to settle down. He knows he ain't about S. (laughs) You know what I mean? He knows he's still in his hoe phase. So he's actually friends with you and likes you as a person. So if he knows he's hoeing, (laughs) he's not going to subject you to that and act like he wants to be a monogamous Mr. Right for you because he actually respects you and doesn't want to waste your time or hurt you. Be thankful. He doesn't want to put you through that. It's almost like doing you a favor. He on you because he knows he's a hoe.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, that's a beautiful point. It sounds harsh, but it's like, listen, I don't think most women want to be with a hoe. So look at it as him doing you a favor. If he recognizes like he's not about that life, cool, you dodged the bullet, at least at this point in your lives. I think one other thing is women will tend to, let's say that they have a crush on some of their male friends or whatever. Sometimes recognizing like, that's not the best angle for you. Just the same as this guy is like looking at is as like, yo, I know too much about you and stuff. You being the cool girl means that you may have a lot of common traits with a new guy, right? Like you're in the sports. That may be rare for a lot of women. So like that could be a positive thing for a new guy you meet. So you use that whole friendship you have with men and knowing how to relate to them to, like, buoy your actual romantic relationship instead of looking within your friend circle to try to find a dude. Just my
1: thoughts on it. Huh. That's an interesting point. I didn't even look at things that way. Hmm. All right. Well, I think that's another home run for the two of us. (laughs) We're knocking them out the park tonight. So let's go on ahead and move along to the next question.
0: Girl, you better ask. Alex. Everybody talks about and warns you about red flags in a relationship, but what are some green flags in a relationship?
1: So everybody likes to look at relationships and dating from the negative aspect, but what are some things when you're in those early stages of dealing with the opposite sex or whatnot that you would say, this is a green flag. Like this is somebody I need to take more seriously than I thought initially.
2: Yeah. I think respect is a big thing early on and it can be exhibited in multiple ways, right? It can be interactions you see her having with her own family, right? I think a big part of a green flag for me is how does a woman treat her parents, her siblings, right? What are her familial relationships like? How does she interact with her friends, right? If she's always going into drama and having catty arguments and things like that. I mean, these are people you chose to be friends with. What's the chances of us working out? Like, I'm brand new to this. Like, that would give me kind of reason to pause. But green flags, you have solid relationships. You have solid friendships. You have solid family connections. And then going, you know, further on the respect thing, things like punctuality or following through on things. If we say, hey, we're gonna go on this date, we're gonna meet at this time. You're ready or you show up, you're there. Those are green flags with me, I think showing that you have enough respect for a person. Because early on, the attraction and the physical and the sexual intrigue and all that are all well and good. But I think you can find that with a lot of people. But would you actually consider dating them and what makes them stand out from the other person? I think respect is a big one. I think I've said communication like 30 times in this episode. But you might not want to give away the farm, so to speak, early on in a relationship. But I think there's a difference between oversharing but then also being an adult and being mature enough to have a deeper level conversation about what you're looking for. I don't want to sit on the first date and just like go through this laundry list of like, oh, well I need a guy that's this, this and that, and I want a woman that's yada, yada, yada. But I think important things, are we here to date, like we're kind of looking for a long-term situation, or are we just kind of casually seeing what's out there? I think that's normal to have. And that can be green flag for some people, red flag for others, right? So like making sure you're on the same page. Especially if you're dating older, right? You're in your 30s plus. I think having conversations about important things like children and careers, those kind of things, like those can be green flags too if you're on the same page.
1: Yeah, it amazes me how few conversations about the most important stuff that people have when they're dating, especially in their 20s. It's like, how have you been with somebody for two years and you don't know if they wanna have kids or not? Or I'm not gonna say any names, but. How can you marry somebody and how can you have a long distance relationship and marry somebody and have issues of, I'm I'm not even going to say it. I'm not going to go down that road. (laughs) It's getting a little bit too personal, but certain things should be spoken about during the dating phase. You know, kids, where do you want to go in life? What do you want to do? Where do you want to live? The type of life you want to live. And if you're not talking about that, what are you talking about? Y'all might as well be FWBs. True. That could be a green flag for some people. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. For some people. Oh, let's see. What are some of the green flags in my book? Well, a green flag to me is when I come across a woman who can admit when she is wrong and she is accountable for her own actions and mistakes. Accountable. That was the first episode of this season, by the way. Check that out if you haven't. Because a woman who you don't have to twist her back and hold the gun to her for her to admit to her mistakes and somebody who's accountable for her own actions, unfortunately, in 2022, This makes her a rare woman. She's not too proud to admit and work on her faults. She's not looking to point the finger or blame others or just act like nothing happens when y'all have a fight or something goes wrong. She's above that, she's more mature than that. And to me, that's a green flag.
2: Yeah, if I could jump in on that. I think that's a big one. And I'm kicking myself for not saying that one first, but kudos to you. I think the important thing there is because it's very popular nowadays to talk about men gaslighting women and I think kind of the female equivalent of that is women can do no wrong right you call them on something that they messed up on and it becomes this whole like then they want to play the fragility card and like oh like I'm hurt by this and like you're trying to say like I did these kind of things but really you did this to me and it's like this role reversal this flip back so yes definitely somebody who can own up to like hey I messed up that's huge because that is not common
1: for sure for sure Another green flag, at least to me, is a woman that opens up her wallet for you unsolicited when it's not your birthday and it's not December the 25th. A woman (laughs) that actually will pay for every fifth date. A woman that'll buy you a $5 trinket. (laughs) A woman who will buy the popcorn after you already got the movie tickets. It doesn't even matter how small the money is. If she opens up her purse at all in the first few dates you're automatically a top 15% woman because the average woman doesn't even bring her purse on (laughs) a date. You know what I'm saying? She's out there, no ID. Like, she better not get pulled over. She's driving dirty. Like, she's not paying for anything. She's not opening up her wallet. She'd rather open up something else than her wallet. (laughs) You know what I mean? I said this on a previous podcast. After three to seven dates, seven dates being the absolute max, a man expects investment from the woman he is pursuing. We know that we have to instigate. We know we got to pay at the beginning. We know we got to go first. But this is a game of tennis. <laughs> this isn't a game of solitaire. You got to <laughs> hit the ball back at me at some point. You got to do something too. Yep. So after the third, fifth, you got to cook a meal. You need to pay for a date or pay for a part of a date. Something. So a woman that does this, green flag. A woman that all of a sudden is bobbing back and forth like Stevie Wonder and she's blind when the bill comes and just can't find a purse ever. You know what I mean? And she she has the audacity to supersize it, but then she doesn't want to pay. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's a crimson flag. It's, It's not green.
2: Very, very true. I think the way I was raised, right? Like as a guy, I'm going to always be prepared to pay. I think that's just the default. So yes, a woman who's like, willing to contribute on some financial standpoint fairly early in the relationship, major green flags. Yeah.
1: Uh, And along those lines, I'll tell a personal story. I come from a pretty large family and I have a fair number of female cousins and not too many of them are married. But the last one, I guess the second to last one to get married, when I talked to her husband about what happened with my cousin while y'all were dating to make you look at my cousin like, this is wifey, he told me, hey, on the second date, she knocked my wallet out the way and paid for it. And I never had a woman do that in my life. Never had a woman pay for a date. And I knew she was a different kind of woman. So, she was on my wifey prospect list from that point forward. And a year later, we were married. So, I'm not guaranteeing that for you women, but I'm telling you, $15 goes a long way, especially when all your counterparts spending $15 in 10 years. (laughs) If you spend $15 on the fourth date, It could work wonders. And the last green flag I want to talk about today, because we could talk about green flags for an hour, is a green flag that if a man hits a rough spot in his life, or maybe he suffers a layoff during y'all's relationship, the woman doesn't bail, but she actually becomes more supportive and loving toward the man during his dark season. That is a definite neon green flag. Somebody who's been on this podcast who will remain nameless, that's what his wife did for him. He had a, a job. He lost that job, and, you know, his girlfriend at the time became even a better girlfriend and really held him down during his layoff. Of course, he got himself on his feet. Now he's now doing well, and they've been married for five years. But once he got himself back on his feet and, you know, realized and it really sunk in, instead of the woman leaving, she actually held him down while he was down and out. He actually bought the ring for her then, you know what I mean? Because he knew that was the woman he wanted to spend the rest of his life with, so... A definite green flag is if you show loyalty and perseverance when times get tough. When everything's great, it's easy to hang around and be around, but character is exposed and shown when the clouds are overhead. Yeah. What do you think about that, Taylor?
2: No, super solid. I think the best people really show themselves, like you said, during times of need when things are are difficult. So yes, a woman sticking around, Like we're not encouraging you to be with some deadbeat. If you listen to the podcast, we're talking about these super A-plus level guys and stuff, people who you would want to be in a relationship with. But we all have unforeseen situations that impact us. And so knowing that you had the confidence in us to say like, look, I know this is just a hiccup, that's that's big. Not only a confidence booster, but just again, that loyalty. One other thing that you made me think about when you're talking about you know, a woman who opens up her wallet, I think taking that a little further, just doing kind things. I don't know if you're familiar with that movie, A Bronx Tale, The little Italian guy ends up dating the black girl and his dad, or I think the head mobster in the neighborhood was like, look, if she reaches over and unlocks the door, like that's the one. And I mean, it was back in the day when like there were no electric car doors and everything. And sure enough, they go on a date, she reaches across, unlocks his door and he's like, yo, it's her. And I think little things like that, right? It wasn't this grand gesture. It cost her nothing. So sometimes just doing things for your dude, like a lot of times women, Act like, hey, I'm this great catch and I'm on this pedestal. And that's fine. But it's like, you're still a human. Show that he's like worth your time too. Like do something nice. Like if a woman does something nice for me, that's huge because it does not happen. That's like a rarity. So that's a green flag to me too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I was talking to my girlfriend about how infrequently it is that a woman does something nice for you. So that's why anytime a woman does anything nice for you or she has friendly conversation, she's like, oh, she must like me. because there's no other reason because women don't do anything nice for men anymore. I don't know what's happened in the last 40 years, but if she ain't grandma or your mom or somebody who's going to be your wife, she's not doing anything nice to you or for you. It's kind of ridiculous, but it is what it is. Yeah. Anyway, I I feel like somebody's eavesdropping here in the studio because as we've been talking about this question, I'm getting this anonymous text message and it says another green flag is if she has no gag. Ref- All right. I'm not reading that. This is a PG-13 podcast. We ain't talking about that. I'm trying to help women out here. I don't know who this guy is. I'm going to have to call security. We're going to have to pause this right now, but that's a little bit too vulgar for uh, my audience.
2: That's when you wave the white flag.
1: <laughs> you wave the, you throw the towel, you throw the towel in Rocky Four. Okay. I hear you. <laughs> all right. We're rolling along here. <laughs> all right. Looks like we tackled all the questions we we're going to tackle. So there's a good session here. You have any last words for the audience, Mr. J. Taylor?
2: No, I think it was cool. I appreciate you inviting me on. I think it's always fun to me to kind of discuss some of these things, right? Because people are looking for how to be in successful relationships and how to navigate that space. And hopefully they get some sound advice and some solid answers here. You mentioned that podcast about accountability. I think it's something that any of your listeners, male or female would benefit from. I think I was telling you about that last time, personal accountability being something that all of us should strive to have. So shout out to that episode too.
1: Appreciate you. Appreciate that. Well, this is the conclusion of our ask Alex Q and a session. Hopefully you enjoyed me and Jay Taylor trying to break down the male perspective and the male point of view when it comes to these topics and questions that you ladies brought up. If anybody wants to be included on the next Ask Alex, just shoot me an email at thinking at gmail.com. Or if you want to be on the show, same email address. Hit me up, we'll talk, and we'll see if we can make it happen. If you're not listening to us on YouTube, definitely check out that page. Search What I He Thinking on YouTube.com. Go to the top of the search results and click on the What Iz He Thinking spelling so you actually get the proper results. Click on my page and check out all the wonderful content. Hopefully these back-to-back Ask Alex episodes has enlightened you and helped you look at your dating life in a new light so that you can properly navigate the terrain. Hopefully, this episode will assist you in making your tomorrow better than your yesterday. Well, our time has concluded. Until next week, Alexander B. Stevens out.
0: Well, that wraps up this episode of the podcast. Alexander B. thanks you for taking time out of your day to listen to what he has to say. Hopefully, you feel the information shared today has helped you get one step closer to understanding men and one step closer to the type of relationship you have always dreamed of. If this episode spoke to you or you indeed felt that it was helpful, please share it with your friends and followers on social media and text the link to the episode to your inner circle of friends. If you have a future topic suggestion or need any clarification about anything that was shared during this episode, feel free to email the show at whatizheethinking at gmail.com or follow and DM the show on Instagram at what is Be clear and concise with your message and Mr. Stevens will do his best to accommodate you. Once again, we appreciate you lending us a listening ear and we hope your tomorrow is better than your yesterday. Enjoy the rest of your week. The podcast that is here to help you win with men signing off until we speak again.